0: Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and
1: prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard
0: things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee, and let's awaken our hearts together. Well,
1: hi, Rhonda. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah,
0: yeah. As always. Well, not always. We're not always great. No, are you sure? Well, yeah, no, not always. <laughs> but podcasting every time we're podcasting, I
1: know. we so look forward to it. I <laughs> eh?
0: do. But no, life is pretty. We're yeah, Jesus is wonderful. But yeah. we are we're human too. Oh yeah, for but sure. Podcasting days is we just talk about this. We get so excited because we get to have caught co- it's like we're having coffee with all these incredible
1: people. I know. I know. I know. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, we have another incredible woman of God yes. with us today on the podcast. And I'm really excited to dig into this conversation. Me too. Yeah. We have Darlene Fast with us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you?
2: Well, I like to describe myself as a butterfly on the wind of God. I've been a lawyer secretary, an accounts receivable payroll administrator for Fat Alberts, and a fingerprint technician for the RCMP. But the best thing I've been allowed to be was a mom of two amazing adults now, both with disabilities Jason is severely hearing impaired, went completely deaf in grade 7 and had a cochlear implant, and Christina has Mosaic Down syndrome and is hearing impaired too. I'm the happiest when I can do whatever it is that God calls me to do each day, as I love variety. Now with saying all of this, it doesn't mean it's easy and that I enjoy everything. I don't like cleaning it comes with many personal challenges of accepting God's plan for my life and not my own it comes with highs and lows and boredom and things I find far too hard and things that are way too good but I keep doing them as that is a part of why we are here
0: I love that and Darlene you are a strong woman of faith And just hearing your, just like Lori, what I was saying, like as we're with you, there's such a rich deposit of God in you. And we would just love for you to share a little bit of your testimony with us today.
2: Okay, Um, I came to Christ uh, when I was quite young. I remember learning about Jesus when I was uh, nine years old for sure if not before that and I fell in love with a song and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and it talks about the dew still in the garden so yeah that was a long time ago that's like I think a hymn and um, I love this song so much that after church we went to a skating arena and I sang it in my head the whole time I did the circles in the arena At the age of 12, I came to understand that Jesus had died for me and asked him to forgive my sins, and I chose to follow him, and I want to be more like Jesus. I got that I had a relationship with God and tried to live every day for him.
0: I love that. I love that. It's so beautiful, like you're a young child. Hearing the hymn, I love hymns. I go way back to those hymns. I love hymns too. Something happens when, even at church, when we sing a hymn, I love hymns. Something happens in our hearts.
1: I know. I feel a little bit sad for our kids who haven't really grown up on all the hymns. Mm -hmm. They know some of the more popular and traditional ones that we bring back or more um updated versions of them but yeah i love hymns too we used to sing out of the hymnal every single sunday and i loved it i
0: know yeah i'm just picturing as a little girl a little darling skating around little butterfly (laughs)
1: little like just skating around singing in your head that's so sweet that's beautiful um Darlene, would you be able or would you mind educating our viewers a little bit about Down syndrome? Like, I don't know if everybody even has someone in their family or someone close to them with Down syndrome. Like, what does that mean? And what are some of the different variations? Like you said, mosaic Down syndrome. What what does that mean? Can you help us understand that?
2: So Down syndrome just means that the person has an extra chromosome. And so that can cause a mild to severe learning disability, depending on the person. It can cause physical delays with heart And health issues. Um, And they have these sweet almond shaped eyes. And um, at birth, you don't know what your child will be like. So it's just only as they develop that you find out what their limits are. Uh, Christina did have a little heart in her hole when she was born called an atrial septal defect. And we're very thankful that by the time of four, they said it might heal itself. And we're very thankful that it did. Wow. Yeah. So very thankful for that. And uh, Christina has Mosaic Down syndrome, which means that at conception, she had the normal set of chromosomes. But sometime after the little extra chromosomes snuck in.
1: Okay. (laughs) What difference does that make?
2: That means that not every blood cell has the extra chromosome. So it could mean that the extra chromosome went to the brain or it went to the heart or it went to the lungs or so in other words the doctor that shared that with us we were becoming a little optimistic and then the doctor explained that don't become optimistic we don't know yet.
1: Okay, so you just don't know what that means—the yep. outcome of that. Okay, yep. but it's a difference. Yeah, it's a difference in the variety. Okay, that's so interesting. And so, what has it been like for you as a mom um, to walk out and to navigate with two kids with different special needs and different disabilities, having to having to walk that out?
2: Well, I think everyone's dream, hope, and prayer is for a healthy baby. So when we found out, I had to let myself grieve the dream and embrace the new dream. Mm -hmm. There is a beautiful poem about France and Holland. And if you're given a child that doesn't have a disability, you're going to France. The world is fast paced. And if you're given a child with a disability, the other is Holland. Both are beautiful, one is just slower. And so if you allow yourself to slow down, you'll actually see the beauty and embrace the um, quiet of Holland and Randy and I are both more introverted and so we've actually quite enjoyed Holland. What a
1: neat description.
0: That is a beautiful description. Wow.
1: That's incredible because the, the truth is that in life, in yeah. life, Right, it doesn't always turn out the way we imagine or picture, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so I Mm -hmm. do love even just that visual of like, okay, are you going to live the fast-paced life of France, and Mm -hmm. that you know, just even that geographical and what what you would imagine that Mm look like, or are you going to take a more gentle, laid-back approach of Holland? And Mm -hmm. it's not that one is better than the other; they're just different. Mm -hmm. They're just different, and different beauty in each, and different beauty, different beauty, different landscapes different yeah, beauty in each yeah. Yeah. different challenges in each absolutely yeah. you know but all of that that's mm.
0: a really neat that is a really neat yeah that's really it. because
1: I've often like in my own life I've often talked about how you know as things have unfolded and if the picture didn't live up to the picture I had how that you you often kind of hit a a bit of a wall, you hit a bit of a, a space of having to just deal with that and having to process that and having to grieve that and having to allow that picture to change from what you imagined mm-hmm. that it would be. But, mm-hmm. but I love even in that same idea of thinking of that as a place, an actual place that you go and live yeah. that dream out. And it isn't that, that it's any worse, it's just different than the one that you imagined.
0: It is, I, I it's so good too. Like, even as you're saying that, we cannot always choose our circumstances. We cannot. Well, we we often don't actually. And especially not difficult circumstances or challenging situations or challenge or ones that are different than what we would think. But what we can embrace and what we can control is perspective, attitude, gratitude, all of those things. And our viewpoint of how we see God working in those things and the beauty that are actually in those things. Originally we think wow, this is not what I pictured, end up having such a beautiful art print of God that we never would have seen without. Yeah. So Darlene, I know you're shaking your head because that's exactly what you you live. And we all have lived in different ways. We all have lived. Now, with being a mom, you, even talking with you, the little, every moment we talk together, I feel like this dripping of you love being a mom comes out. You love to cook. You love to look just the way you are even with Christina. The way you talk about being a mom, I would love you to talk a little bit about being a mom and um, how did you become an amazing mom? What have you learned in that journey?
2: Um, When I was a young woman, all I wanted to be was a mom. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a driven personality to achieve power or position. I'm I look back and I'm very glad that God made me this way because um, all the doctors' appointments, and one summer, I had three appointments a week, the whole summer for both children. So how could I fit in work? <laughs> Wow. Right, <laughs> that'd be hard. You're like, okay, yeah. So as the kids were growing up, I had so many moments of insecurities. So you asked how I became an amazing mum. Well, I never felt like an amazing mum a lot of times, um, and this was good though because it drove me to prayer and it called made me call out to God for wisdom, and to read my Bible a lot. Uh, one situation in life actually allowed me to have the time to spend a whole morning every day in the Bible when the kids were in school because it was just such a heavy time. I also uh, heard once about um, what JOY stands for. Jesus, uh, others, you. And that is how I truly try to live my life as a person and as a mom. Jesus first, then my kids, and then me. The other thing that I always found was in my Christian walk, I always heard the words, die to self we as humans are so selfish so this helped a lot because when chris when jason was born i couldn't get over that suddenly it was 24 7 what no weekends it wasn't a monday and friday job (laughs) nope totally (laughs) the other thing that helped me become an amazing mom was that i had great examples um my mom and my oma which in german means grandma Um, My mom had to sacrifice a lot as my sister was very ill and um, at home most of her growing up years, and my brother had schizoaffective disorder and needed a lot of support. My Oma had to escape uh, World War II pregnant with a five-year-old and a three-year-old as her husband had been taken prisoner of war. She had to work once she got to Canada as a cleaner to support her children and pay back the person that paid her way to Manitoba. They both loved Jesus and lived for others. Wow. So, a great
1: legacy of incredible moms. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible sacrificial, loving moms.
0: And you can see how deep this is for you, Chris, for those of you that are listening part of what you're hearing is some tears and that really is when we we start yeah. to talk about not just things outward yeah. but really in like the deepest that have come with a cost that have come with yeah. a lot of different emotions and so mm-hmm. I love I love tears and we've had many tears in ours too yeah. you know and just yeah. as we've walked through life and I just love I love hearing your heartbeat in that so tears is your heart coming out. So thank you for being so vulnerable. And I know that's not easy on a yeah. microphone. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. to let that emotion come out. And yeah. Christina's here sitting right by your side. Yeah. And it's to beautiful. just talk so authentically about that. So. I think
1: too often, you know, it, we just do what we need to do as moms. Like we just do mm-hmm. it. And I, I like, I hope that, you know, like mm-hmm. in the core of who you are, that you are a really, really incredible mom. Yes. Like, I hope you know that. And I know, you know, all of you. So, you know, the moments of struggle, you know, the moments of even what's, you know, the thoughts that are playing out in your mind and the attitudes that you have to put into check and even that whole part about dying to self and just learning how to do that, how to die to kind of those fleshly things that want to rise up that bring about anger or resentment or bitterness or frustration or all of those things that we as moms Mm. navigate through even with these people we love so much, right? We we know the whole story, but but I just, I hope you know deep, deep in the core of who you are, that you really are yes. an extraordinary, extraordinary mom. And I know that that comes out of being an extraordinary Jesus follower. I know yeah, that, that comes, sure. that's an outflow mm-hmm. yeah. of mm-hmm. your faith walk. It's an outflow of you being a daughter of God, you being a child of God, That that they are, it, it's not they're not exclusive of each other that literally because of who you are in Christ, you know, you bring that into how you love your family and how you love your kids. And
2: it's beautiful. And I just wanna affirm that and commend you in all of that. Yeah, I love I've that. said sorry many times to my kids. That's a good word for moms. And also one time I did lock myself into the little bathroom and give myself a timeout. <laughs>
1: hey that's (laughs) That's great I should give myself time out some some time (laughs) it helped my kids
2: were worried about me mom mom and it's like no no I'm really okay do not come in or I might kill you yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's right you need me to have a time out trust Trust me me. me. yeah Um. and I'm very thankful my son when he got married at his wedding he actually did a speech and he uh, said in his speech how much he appreciated me as a mom so that's that meant a lot. At first, when um, when Christina was born, I struggle with uh, depression off and on and then throw in uh, postpartum depression. It's really lovely. And then oh, to dear. find out that your, your child might be disabled and wait three weeks for a blood test. Um, and then to find out she does have Down syndrome it did a lot to the emotions. And uh, so at first, when I'd go into the room to get Christina from a nap, all I would see was Down syndrome, and then Christina. And um, because there was like a list of health concerns from birth to death that is given to the parent when they're in the hospital. And I don't think any parent should be given the list of what their child might live through at birth. Information overload. I still remember, though, the day I had been praying and praying, God, please help me see Christina. And I still remember the day, six months later, when I came into Christina's room and she was sitting happily in her crib, just babbling, and I saw Christina, not the disability first. I had been praying for this. I saw Christina and... (laughs) And the reality of the disability was slowly moving behind and in the shadows of Christina, the baby. Wow. Wow.
1: So, so, so beautiful. Christina is tearing up as she hears her mom just share that beautiful memory of her. And it's, it is, it's really, really, really special. That's really special and beautiful, Darlene. Wow. If you had to speak to somebody who um, either maybe even in the womb, they find out that there could be something wrong with their baby or um, after, shortly after giving birth, or even as the child is developing, they notice that, you know, they're maybe not hitting the targets as they should. What would you say to a mom having walked the journey that you've walked um, in just navigating that in their life?
2: Be kind to yourself. <laughs> Breathe. Yeah. <laughs> um don't uh, think that you have to be on all the time Mm -hmm. and uh, definitely take lots of time to enjoy your child and not always be teaching. Wow.
1: Spoken from someone who knows, who's walked the journey with some experience. That's
0: beautiful.
2: And everything will be okay. It's just a matter of learning to accept what is and to release what isn't.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. Darling, I just feel like there's so much wealth coming out of you that people are just going to be pulling from wisdom. But I love you to continue with dealing when life doesn't go your way and how you imagine it would. What would you what would you say to that? So you've been an amazing mom. You've had to deal with, you know, you talking a little bit about postpartum depression, having your child diagnosed, you already have a child that has has ear was Hearing impaired at the time. Is that what the word would be? Was it hearing, hearing impaired? impaired yeah. yeah. Hearing impaired. Having to We found through. out
2: after six months after Christina was born. Wow. That Jason was hearing impaired.
0: As well. Wow. Yeah. And then and then, and then months, was
2: deaf
1: by the time he was in grade seven?
2: Yeah. Well he they both have something called Pendrid syndrome. Okay. And uh so it means that hearing can just disappear. So one so Jason was hearing impaired at the age of three. We just thought he was having troubles pronouncing words and then we realized it was a huge hearing loss and then at four years old he fell and his cochlea is formed differently and it caused a hole in the cochlea and then more hearing was uh, taken away and he had a little operation. Then in grade seven he came home from school one day and he's like mom I can't hear out of one of my ears And then one week later he came home and he was completely deaf and that was the journey to a cochlear implant and one ear a little hearing came back so he has a hearing aid on one and a cochlear implant on the other one
0: wow yeah so those are you know that we've talked just about christina's birth about walking that through you know, and then there's life on top of it, on top of everything else. Yeah, you know, the like we've kind of yeah. we focus in on that, but that's, yeah. there's just life and how life we picture what it's going to be, like when we're oh. getting married or starting families, life out. extended family exactly.
1: stuff, financial issues, exactly. job changes. Like I mean, life is full of yeah,
0: yeah, all of it. So, just in your what you're saying, what you're just the the wealth and the deposit of God in you. What would you say has been some of the things that you have learned dealing when with things when life doesn't go your way. What have
2: you learned? Um, Well, I think the most important thing is allowing yourself to grieve what isn't and then not to stay there. Um, And then to learn how to accept it and to move on and embrace what you've been given. And so I found that um, when you allow yourself to work through all of these uh, stages, then life is just so much uh, more full of joy and peace, and you can see your difficult uh, your your life through different eyes, and you see a lot more beauty. Six months before Christina was born, I was reading Proverbs thirty one, and it said um, that a woman who can laugh at the days ahead, and so I put that in my Bible and said, I want to be that woman because I didn't have joy. Um, I've always struggled with more depression. And so six months before Christine was born, I wrote that. And then she was born. And then six months later, I found out Jason was hearing impaired. And then six months after that or so, Jason had a hearing loss. And um, then we decided that we shouldn't have any more children. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of had enough uh, yeah. good things. And, uh, and uh, so I can't get over how when we ask for something, God's ways of bringing joy are not exactly what we think they're going to be. And how much joy comes when you actually don't run from hard situations, and you tackle them, and you tackle them with God.
1: How linked do you find that gratitude is with joy?
2: Uh, humongous (laughs) and that I only kind of really learned a number of years ago I did a Bible study and it was all about gratitude and they explained that you should try to write down five good things every day and it's amazing how when you actually do that how the brain starts rewiring itself and because you're not focused on like even this morning uh, thinking about the podcast, I'm like, ah! and it's like, uh, but then I'm like, okay, God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you that you died on a cross for me. <laughs> if you can do that, I can do this. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: So true. So true. I've heard, we've heard that story over and over again as people have talked about, you know, the challenges that they faced have we've, you know, even in our own lives, like just the the connection between gratitude and how it yeah. produces joy. It produces just a deep rooted joy in the midst of our circumstance. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing.
0: And it goes back to the word you mentioned at the beginning. It creates a resilience, right? <laughs> there is a link right. to joy. Well, joy, Jesus, number yep. one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, but joy and gratitude bring a resilience that you're able to move through such a, obstacles and to be able to see joy. I would love for you to talk a little bit about that because how resilience has been so important to you and how it's helped you walk through your challenges. Can you share on that Darlene a little bit?
2: Okay, I looked up the definition for resilience and it's the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and toughness. Well, I found that I am not one to recover quickly There have been some circumstances in life that have taken years to recover from, but the more a person has to go through, the more you learn how to be stronger for the next hard time Mm -hmm. as you really let yourself grapple with some hard questions. Do I really trust God? Do I really trust that God will hold my hand through this? Do I really go to him for my strength? Do I really trust that God is good all the time? So I found that through all of that it was teaching myself that my faith had to go from my head to my heart a lot more. I'm very thankful that God has given me the tenacity and that no matter how hard something is no matter how tired depressed overwhelmed I am I don't give up. I always have gone to God and never given up on my trust in him.
1: No that's powerful Darlene. I I do think you know that resilience is a key, but even though the dictionary definition says it's someone who recovers quickly, I I don't I don't know if I mean okay I, I'm not disagreeing with Webster's dictionary. <laughs> I understand that's that's the point of the meaning of the word, but but I I just I wonder if resilience really is that ability to like you said face and lean into. The obstacle, as opposed to avoiding it, as opposed to turning a blind eye to it, as opposed to sweeping it under the carpet and pretending it's not there. Like there's th- there's something resilient about just actually facing what is in front of you and leaning into that. I don't know if it's that you have to do it perfectly or well or be continually well in it, but the fact that you keep going back to walk through it and face it. And eventually, I agree with you that the more hard things that you go through, the more it does produce this resilience because you, 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 you know, you can get through it yep. because of what you've already gotten through. You know, now that doesn't mean you're going to get through it quickly. I think like I've we've been through things and, and you're working it out for years, like you're working it out for years. But the key is you're working it out like you're actually working it out you're not denying it happened you're not suppressing it you're actually working it out and I think those are those are really really beautiful parts of resilience
0: they are
2: I think some uh, the world tells us that we should be happy today that do anything to make yourself happy and have an easy life and I think sadly that makes for very shallow personalities agreed yeah agreed and no strength
0: and I think resilience too is allowing the circumstances the working out and the resilience is like you get through it but you get through it not in a way that takes brings you to a place of bitterness and unforgiveness like are you really resilient then you might have gotten through a circumstance on the outside yeah. look but what is that heart resiliency yeah. and I think that's a beautiful thing I've just captured I've I've heard your testimony and Christina's just that ability to be resilient with obstacles working it out but allowing God to create the softness and the dependency on him that there is joy and gratitude in the midst of it working out. So your heart is resilient and it's soft and flexible and moldable and not hard and stubborn and stuck and, and bitter, you know, that, that can happen. And you're not really resilient if you've come through with all of that kind of emotion. But it doesn't mean we do it perfectly. It doesn't mean that that's not years of working out with certain circumstances. But the resiliency I've really noticed about you and Christina is the joy, the laughter of the things ahead, and the ability to reframe what God gives you. And that, like you said, goes right back to time with God, time in the scripture, because only he can reframe things in our heart when we are struggling working things through. So, And you've had to overcome things outside of, in your own heart, not these circumstances, but your own heart. So what have you had to overcome personally, um, Darlene, as you've just kind of worked through different circumstances?
2: In my own life, Mm -hmm. I've found that I'm a very shy person, um, struggle with social anxieties and insecurities and depression. And so I've gotten help from doctors, and I've also uh, have a beautiful counselor that I see, and so that has really helped. It's um, not to be afraid to get the help that you need um, to be able to handle everything.
1: Now, I I find it so interesting because I wouldn't have got that impression of you that you were shy for one or that you even had like some form of social anxiety, because every interaction that, you know, I've had with you, whether it be a quick interaction at church or whether it be here when you're volunteering, like you, you're so engaging, you're so personable. Is, have you been intentional to yes. work on
2: that? Okay. Yes, okay. and I ask God always to fill me with his Holy Spirit and to help me to see others first. And so I will go out of my way to exhaust myself. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. So all of that's very draining for can you. Can be. It can, can be. be. It but
2: can be. Um, I have found that you ladies make me feel so comfortable that all my social anxieties go disappear. So it's incredible how when you're with the right people, it's healing. So
1: interesting. Yeah, because I wouldn't have
2: no, I wouldn't have known that, you know, because I've you descri- are, I've described myself as a chihuahua at times, the little guy in the teacup. <laughs> oh, well, listen, Ron, Ron
1: and I both use this analogy that, you know, we're like ducks on top of the water, right? And we're just floating on top of the water, looking so calm and under the water. Our little feet are like, Ta-da! we're so human, like not, not, and it's not social anxiety, but it's like, it's yeah. like, um, like busy, 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 stressful, start stress. Like yep. keep managing so much yep. on the brain, right? Like so. But anyways, but I, I've been set free of stress. God has literally, literally set me free of stress. I don't like. I have zero stress. Cool. It's unbelievable. Like it's just no. It's not unbelievable. Not, I'm not allowed to <laughs> say that. I'm not allowed to say that either. Supernatural. <laughs> <checking> my, it's, <laughs> it is supernatural, Darlene. It's yep. so beautiful that God. Yeah, literally like I don't feel like that anymore. I'm not the duck swimming on the water. There's no there's no tre- there's there's no unrest in my soul, and my cool. spirit, and it's incredible. But I've I th- I've lived like that for 45 years, you know, and literally I didn't and now realize is the that time. You, I didn't realize you could actually live like that. Yeah. All right. Side note, side note, Darlene. I think that's incredible. And I actually think it's incredible that you're intentional to put yourself in situations where again, tiptoe moments, <laughs> you're stretching yourself and you're putting yourself into discomfort to be able to practice and to be able to trust God and to be able to just overcome, overcome those things. Cause I, I, I would have never picked up on
0: that myself. I would never have picked up that either. And it just shows you being very intentional to be a part of the body of Christ and how much we need you. Like we need you and we need each other. And for you to be intentional to engage that is really blessing so many people's lives. And you're making a big difference. And I know those that are listening today that are maybe going through some of those similar things of feeling so much anxiety and depression and feeling like, what do I have to offer? What I have to bring? I'm not like so-and-so be what God has asked you Mm -hmm. to be. And we, you even said that we're in, in between our podcast, we were talking a little bit about that. eh? But be who who God's asked you to be and do the next step that God's asking you to do. Because all of our journeys look different. We're all different parts of the body of Christ, different spiritual gifts, different personalities, sometimes different limitations and what we have to overcome. But that doesn't have to define us. But we have to be defined by what God has asked us to be and to engage in that and to stretch. That's we actually... Are responsible for that and so you're actually speaking exactly that message don't be like anybody else your growth step may look different but grow and stretch and be intentional with that
2: one if you're always trying to be like so and so then the part that God wants you to do doesn't get done exactly Yep.
1: Incredible. Okay, so who like, who do you aspire to be? When you imagine maybe even a year from now, five years from now, what are some of the things that you would hope for, would want God to do in your life?
2: Um, so I guess I kind of looked at it through the Bible, and I've always wanted to be the Proverbs 31 woman especially in the strength, the dignity, the laugh at the days to come, the wisdom and the kindness. I've always wanted to be like Esther for such a time as this and to do the part that I'm supposed to do. And um, I guess like Job, to be able to stay strong in my faith and trust in God even after he had so much disaster. To be like the prophets who always spoke and did exactly what God told them to do, even when they felt inadequate or they knew they wouldn't be believed. So, and the most important one, of course, is Jesus. And um, I think we all want to be like Jesus and always doing the will of the Father
1: that is amazing amen to that amen I'm not sure if I want to be like
2: Job but <laughs> amen to the rest the part the part that I said to <laughs> stay strong in the faith true true yeah. words no 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 not his life <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Darlene have you do you do Enneagram are you on the Enneagram
2: or anything do you know anything about that I read it when you talked about it oh and okay. so I did it a while ago to check what I was and I'm something. Okay, you
1: weren't sure. <laughs> Anyways, part part the Job comment really plays into my enneagram. Like I, I, just could never, I could never walk a walk like Job because sevens are just notoriously positive and optimistic and always looking for the good and always turning a bad situation That's into a, a good one. That's and a so, gift. That's a gift. When I think of Job, I just shudder. I think I've only read the Book of Job like a handful of times because I just. It's just so painful to go that deep into it is. so much pain.
0: <laughs> oh and for so the whole <laughs> the book whole book. Till the end.
1: <laughs> till the end. This is like, oh, this is yeah. just so painful. Bad I'm friends, so bad
0: there's so much oh all of it. Everything, everything anyways. But no, his have. strength and resiliency oh, and how God's it's true. It's God true. blessed him so greatly for it. Yes. Now a life scripture. We would love to we're coming near the end here, Darlene, and we would love for you to share your, your favorite Bible verse or life verse and why this means so much to you.
2: Okay, when I was a teenager, uh, my favorite verse was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And so that was a really good verse for somebody who really didn't want to be anything other than a mom. <laughs> so... Um, my journey to to do that, I became a lot of different things uh, in the work world. Um, So then when Christina was born, um, God gave me the verse when she was born. We didn't know she had Down syndrome. And I went to read my devotion and the verse that it was said, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I didn't understand why God would give me a verse like this right after I had a beautiful little girl who I didn't know had a disability. And so the next day when we found out, I understood why God had given that verse to me the night before. Now I love Zephaniah 3 17 to 18. Fear not, O Zion, let not your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. I love this verse because it shows how God delights in us. Wow, he delights in us with all our weaknesses, our sin, and he is like a mother with her child, and he sings loudly over us.
0: Wow, what a way to end that podcast. That is so that, that is, is really beautiful. good.
2: You can
1: hear in all of those scriptures that they mark a journey in your story, hmm. like a, a time in your story. Trust God, and then my grace is sufficient. Rest in that truth, and then rejoice, rejoice mm. with loud singing. And now your house is filled with loud singing all a, the time, on a Christina daily basis. Has to sing. <laughs> and yeah. that's so but that's beautiful that's so true yeah. like, oh it's i love that marking it's, it's and marking.
2: he's giving
0: you days laughing at the years ahead see the we're all time. laughing Every time we're together all we're time. laughing the fullness oh, yeah. and
2: if i, I have a little it. cat nap on my sofa which is my beautiful spot for napping i go to sleep with the sound of christina singing upstairs and you have to know something about me when i was young i could never sleep with noise not even the tick of a clock and so when this happened, Christina's full time at home and she sings a lot. I'm not don't want to stop this happy no, thing that Christina incredible. has. And so I actually had to train my brain to say, that's a happy noise, that's a happy noise. Go to sleep knowing she is happy. And so I am happy. <laughs> and now I sleep no problem with loud singing. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That is that's awesome. So so good. Well, this
0: has been really special yeah, to have you both so with us today yeah and through tears laughter giggles d- deep wealth yeah. of wisdom and yeah. what you've shared it's been really an honor <laughs> christina's yes. giggling over here yes. still but it's been really wonderful yeah really really, really great wonderful. thank you darlene
1: thank you so much for coming and thank you for sharing some of your your life and your story with us yeah. and your wisdom with us and i know there's lots lots more that god has for you <laughs> and it's pretty exciting to get to be a little part in watching the journey of God unfold in your life. Thank you. Yeah. Love it. Well, as we go today, I want to remind you that God has absolute and complete confidence in you.
0: And you are crowned as a daughter of the King. You want to say goodbye, Darlene, as we close out? Goodbye.
1: <laughs> goodbye, everyone. Have a great day. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and
0: leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitzboucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you.